things get a little bit grim. But this is especially heinous. Did you tell the police that she was murdered, May? Nope. Witchy ghost stuff. Ah! Don't make me scared. A spooky girl amateur hour. So anyway, hi. Hi. How are you? Oh God. Welcome back. Welcome back. Sorry, I'm going to move my mic around. It's probably going to be so annoying for you to hear it. It's almost like we should have done that before we sat down. You know, I just, we're, we're, it's new, it's fresh, it's fun. Yeah. We're giving it a shot. Again. Again. Well, well this. Again, again. This, Yeah. This episode, <laughs> oh my God. What a chaos. The curses that have befallen it. So this is. The Missing Folklore. This is The Missing Folklore. We have already recorded this once. And it was not good. And it was bad. It was bad, guys. Well, and the issue was we recorded it not too long ago and all of the personal information updates that we gave about our lives are already... Outdated. Already outdated information. Outdated information. (laughs) Changes have been happening. By the boatload. So many. Do you want to start with your changes? No. Are you are you gonna disclose your changes? Yeah, might as well. I mean, that oh. was part of the thing. Like we were like, we're gonna tell you guys like all the things we... all month long, and then we didn't do that. And we then, didn't do anything. We didn't do well, anything. Well, that my life fell apart. Yeah, your life fell apart hard. So hard at the, the beginning past... of October. Yeah, uh, September fifteenth was when it started. Yeah. Okay. Um. So my life fell apart in May. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Can we? I just want to go back and like rephrase this. Our lives did not fall apart. We are absolutely fine. We are fine. Uh, <laughs> our lives went through major changes. Familial status changes. Absolutely. We just we just both got a divorce. Is what happened. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. So um, Jenny and I are both divorced now. So well. And we're not kidding. Like, we're laughing. It's, <laughs> it's not a joke. It's not funny. It's not funny. It's um, very true and accurate statements that we're saying right now, right here in this time. And living lives. it and breathing it. Um, I moved. So mm-hmm. I sold my house. Uh, I moved in. I sold your house. Yeah, Jenny sold my house. Uh, I moved in with our friend Brittany. The third. The third. Uh, and that has been such a fun time. I haven't had a like a roommate since college. I love that for you. Uh, and Brittany and I are very different people, but we coexist very well together. Mm-hmm. Like we balance each other's like anxieties and like just general life stuff. Like she gets very overwhelmed by chaos, but she has like ADHD, so she can't handle the chaos. She, she lives just, like, she, but she creates it. Yeah. I do the same thing. Yeah. Um, and so like <laughs> I just like. I can't live in the chaos, so I just do it. Uh-huh. And, like, every once in a while, I'll, like, peek in her room, and I'm like, I just want you to know, like, this is not aggravated cleaning. I am not trying to send you a message This is any not passive-aggressive at you. At you. I just, you are a, a beautiful soul right where you are. Please don't move. You live there and live and exist, and I'm going to do the things I want to do, which yeah, is clean. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, before I start, like, sometimes I'm like, hey, um, so I'm going to stress clean. For me. For me. This is for me. Um, please like don't take this personally. Cause I'm always afraid like if people start cleaning around me, I'm like, oh my God. I also feel the need. Like, but, like I, okay, I have to get up now and start helping you. Yeah, I just am not ever in the situation where anybody else around me cleans. Fair. So I don't know what that's like. No. Well, but my new because I did not move. No, we're still in the house. Still in my house. Um but I did add, like, a new friend into the fold. And we love him. And we love him. His name is Ryder. He's the best. It, but I caught this man cleaning the <gasps> sink the other. But that I bleached that sink last night. The sink was not even dirty. It did not even need cleaned. And he was cleaning the sink. And I was like, Sweet I boy. am in love with you. It was so refreshing. Platonically. Yeah. I, like, respect. Yes. Love. Yes. Um, I'm not, like, in love with Ryder. Patrick would beat me up. <laughs> Patrick would fight you. Patrick, yeah. Ryder's you, boyfriend would take, take, take offense, offense to, that. to that. Yeah, for sure. Um, oh, gosh. Okay, so what else has happened? Um, <clears throat> still in real estate. Yours, yeah. The jobs are... Job situation's still the same. Job situation is stable. I'm traveling a lot more. You are traveling a lot more. I'm getting ready to go on what I am affectionately calling the Taylor World Tour. Mm-hmm. So... In real time, tomorrow, I'm going to a Colts game. I will stay the night in Indianapolis. 
I come home Monday. On Thursday, I leave for Orlando, mm-hmm. and I am going to be in Orlando for four days. And then I fly from Orlando to Des Moines, Iowa to teach a class. Fun. Scenic Des Moines. Scenic Des Moines. It's on my bucket list places to go. Is it? Just, yeah. Oh. Yes. Yeah, actually, you know what? I have been through Des Moines. Uh, Iowa actually is home to the largest truck stop uh, on I-80. Yeah. And boy, is it a delight. They Absolutely. have like a full-sized Pizza Hut, Dairy Queen store. They have a upstate. It's wild. Interesting. So I was in, I was at the chiropractor the other day and mm-hmm. I was telling my chiropractor about Taylor's World Tour. And he said that uh, Iowa is the like birthplace of chiropractic. Really? The very first back was broken in Iowa. Uh, yeah. I was like, interesting. He was like, yeah, so you could like throw a stone and hit a chiropractor. Cool. And I was like, interesting. I love that for me. Go hit up one of those OG Iowa chiropractors yeah, while you're out they're there. They're good when they're like 80 years old. Ooh. Yeah, but do they really listen? Sometimes my back just needs a little bit of extra cranking. I just listen, don't think an 80 year old man can do it for me. There is a uh, chiropractor in Cleveland that I've been seeing, and it's uh, like a franchise. It's oh. called the Joint Chiropractic, and they're like all over Ohio. Cute. And uh, there are different doctors that rotate in. So I've seen two of the doctors there. Mm-hmm. And the um, first one I saw, he's a little bit older. And I was like, okay, he's probably not going to be able to, like, do the things mm-hmm. the way that I need. And he's, like, smaller than me. And, but he is, like, a OG, like, master chiropractor where he was able to look at me. And be like, okay, yeah, your hips are out. You have a, um, like, one of your feet, like, my, like, big toe, like, is a little weird. What? And <laughs> he was like, it's got, like, the the bump on the side, you know? Okay. Um, And he was like, I can see that that bump, like, causes you to walk weird, which means your hips are out. And that and puts. Throwing your shoulders out. Yeah, he's and like, that and I can whole see body health. you've got, like, a little bit of scoliosis, like, just literally looking at me. Like, like an x-ray machine yeah i was like oh, oh, oh sorry what? i just hit that um so yeah i was telling that chiropractor so anyway i'm going to des moines and then the next day after i teach i fly to south carolina and then i teach in south carolina mm. and then i fly home taylor's world tour taylor's world tour and i'm gonna be gone for like seven days and Brittany is melting down about it I'll be here. She's got so much anxiety. Don't worry. Taylor and I are back to living within a mile of each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very I, close. Um, so, yeah. 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 That's a lot. That's a lot going on. Brittany will be fine. I'm here. I don't leave anymore. I know I did, like, a bunch of traveling, like, while we were podcasting uh-huh. and whatever. I have not left the state since. Love that. June, when the three of us went to Florida. Yeah. So, no, I'm tied to my desk. I have no plans except to work every day. Wonderful. I'll have you um, check on Brittany, make sure she's got water, make sure she's got food. You'll just have to tell me when because I have to put it in my calendar now. Change your bedding. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Refill the hamster bottle <laughs> yeah. with water. <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. So anything else going on? Jobs are the same. I guess like the, the familial status is probably the number one biggest thing that yeah, that's changed for us. That's probably the biggest shakeup unexpected yeah a little out a little out of the blue ski the blue screw a little bit i guess like for me it wasn't so much out of the blue it was definitely um a quick turnaround in a decision and then making moves happen yeah um but i've always been like that i've always been one to make decisions and then then not like sit on them Mm -hmm. uh i think that that like help I don't want to say helps people but like I don't want there to be any kind of like gray area mm-hmm. of confusion so uh, we decided to split in May and I was fully divorced by August yeah. and yeah I'm not gonna talk about mine <laughs> that's okay yours is fresh yours is a lot fresher than mine <sighs> yeah yeah <laughs> it's cool It'll be a congrat. Listen, I'm in. I was just telling somebody yesterday. I'm like, listen, this right now, bet on me. Invest in me. I am ground floor, bottom, bare bones. <laughs> oh, this is a great time to buy in. <laughs> to buy right, in. To on buy time. in right now. Yeah. I love that for you. Nothing but an upward incline. Upward momentum, girl. Upward moment. Probably a lot of whatever. 
Yeah. Yeah. Unexpected. I think a lot of other people, actually. It was not surprising. Yeah. But. But you. <laughs> didn't foresee it happening this way. It's fine. Um. So, yeah. We're talking. We're so sidetracked. Happy Halloween. Oh, my God. Happy Jesus, Halloween. happy Halloween. So yeah, this is a missing folklore. We've recorded it a thousand times. Yeah. I actually, if I'm going to be honest, we're sitting here right now. Oh my God. Did you see that they have somebody <gasps> arrested? Yes. In the so, Delphi murder. The Delphi Updates. murders. Um, which is crazy because this just happened like yesterday in real time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they have Robert Allen is the suspect that they have in custody. Uh, who has been tied in some fashion to the Delphi murders. I don't know what episode that is, but we did cover it. It's pretty early on. Yeah, it was pretty early. Uh, you can go back and find it if you care. Yeah, it was... Uh, I was really excited to hear that they have somebody in custody. That was always on my, like, true crime bucket list. Like, I want that case to be solved. Yeah, me too. More than anything. And I want it... I'm so glad... That, I know that there was a, a suspect that had died. Mm-hmm. And I was like that there's nothing worse than that Mm -mm. like your suspect is dead like Mm -hmm. i don't care if what i want them to serve time i want justice to be served for sure for that i gotta have answers about the zodiac killer man i just gotta know (sighs) that keeps me up at night oh i'm sure that one doesn't bother like i mean (laughs) i'm not bothered by that one at all that one doesn't keep me up at night i guess um there's just such a good chance that that what keeps you up at night uh demons my demons my demons (laughs) my My demons demons keep me up at night uh i would say that case the um uh the delphi murders definitely was one um I don't know. Like, I think that was my biggest true crime case that I was very invested in. What about um, Gordon Ramsay? That's not it. John Bonet. <laughs> Who killed Gordon Ramsay? Oh. Uh, John Bonet. I yeah, I would love for that case to be solved in our lifetime, but I just don't think it will be. I don't think it will be either. I think that is going to be one that's going to be forever and ever. Amen. <clears throat> uh, unsolved. Can I be honest with you? Of course. I am not all the way convinced that I still have my notes for this episode. Jennifer. I am going to be so honest. <laughs> um, there's a lot of grocery lists in here yeah. and a lot of like. This, that, and the other. Well, listen, I'm going through my notes app and I've been, you know, I've just been going through a little bit of like a transition period. And there's like a lot of just. Are you putting your thoughts in there? Thoughts. There's a lot of like snippets of like, you know, creative writing. Oh, sure. Okay. That I've been. It's like scrolling back at uh, Zanga from writing like. Writing fanfic? <laughs> Is that what's happening right now? I'm trying to fanfic writing. my own life. I love it. We're, Is that a manifestation? We're manifesting. Oh, yeah. I'm going to write fanfiction about me. Uh huh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's a lot uh oh my gosh did you find here it? she is oh blessings blessings wow i thought this was about to be like super curse and we're just gonna have to let everybody down and not release an episode i was just gonna be like i'm gonna read mine and then like i guess that's what it is and then i'll just like try to recall what i retained yeah yeah, yeah. you're gonna have to tell it from memory yeah i can't it was so long. Oh, my God. So long ago. Oh, I know. Like, I was like, I'm not even sure what, what the fuck I did, no. if I'm being so honest. Who's going first? Rock, paper, scissors? Oh, yeah. Rock, rock paper, paper, scissors, shoot. shoot. Wow. Rock, rock paper, paper, scissors, shoot. Word. All right. Go for it. Okay. <clears throat> okay. So I'm doing zombies. <gasps> oh, my God. I forgot. <laughs> I'm so excited all over again. So okay. um, this, as like every other episode I've ever tried to write for this fucking podcast, uh-huh. turns into a social commentary. When does it not? I'm so I don't pick it. I don't pick the origin of things. It just. <laughs> I would say that um, you do pick it. I pick the topic. Yeah. I don't pick just the, take the ride. I don't pick the history. Uh-huh. It's not like I pick it and I'm like, oh, I wonder if this is like seated in some like really 
upsetting racial things. Right. Okay. It just always is. Oh my gosh. I totally forgot that you told me all about zombies already. I can't wait to re-listen. <laughs> re-listen. Well, okay. So there's a long history, yeah. right? And yeah, fascination yeah, yeah. with like animated corpses in American literature. Um, and zombies aren't originally a product of the American imagination. Imagine that. Is anything. What? We're so what? not. Creative. No. Um, The undead corpses actually trace their roots to Haiti and Haitian Creole traditions. Um, And according to Haitian folklore, the book titled Race, Oppression, and the Zombie recounts that zombies are the product of spells by a voodoo sorcerer called a bokor. The word is believed to be of West African origin and was brought to Haiti by slaves from that region. And the concept would, you know, evolve further sure. as it does through the voodoo religion. Uh, voodoo. Uh, what about religion? Religion. religion? <laughs> I, was trying to say, trying to say? I was trying to say tradition and religion at the same time in my mouth. Tradition. Tradilogens. In an essay for the New York Times last year, um, Amy Willens called zombies, quote, a very logical offspring of New World slavery, which is, like, not a very fun and fresh thing uh, for us to have, like, a huge, like, pop culture movement about. Um, because slavery in colonial Haiti was so viciously brutal, death was the only real escape and seen as a way to return to Africa or Ian Guinea, which is, like, the... I'm sorry if I butchered that. Probably just delete that. Don't even to be returned to like their homeland. Um, She continues to write that suicide was a slave's only way to take control over his or her own body. And yet the fear of becoming a zombie might stop them from doing so. The final rest that's promised in like green, leafy, heavenly Africa with no sugar cane to cut and no master to appease or serve is unavailable to the zombie. And to become a zombie was a slave's worst nightmare to be dead and still a slave. Not ideal. Not ideal. The earliest references to zombies in the United States were closely associated with slavery and connected to the word African traditions, uh, zombie, Z-O-M-B-I, first appeared in print in an American newspaper uh, in a short story called The Unknown Painter in 1838. Like way, way, way back. Um, The story was like published and then republished a whole bunch of times throughout the newspapers. That's like how stories spread back in the day because they didn't have Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically it was the story of a young slave owned by a Spanish painter named Barth Bartolome Esteban Mario. Who claims that a zombie appeared in the art studio at night to work on the paintings of Marilla's apprentice. However, no one believes the young slave's assertions and dismisses the existence of the zombie as a myth. Um, and Mario actually has like a famous painting adoration of the Magi features a black man as one of the three wise men as a nod to this. Hmm. Interesting, right? Yeah. <clears throat> By um, 1872, linguistic scholar Maximilian Scheele would define a zombie as a phantom or a ghost not infrequently heard of in the southern states and nurseries and among the servants. But it became more mainstream in 1929 when a famous travel writer at the time, William Seabrook, released his book on Haiti and voodoo. Okay. Which, why are white men? Why? Uh, The Magic Magic Island, which is what it was called, in which he writes about seeing voodoo cults in Haiti and the concept of the zombie to many readers. Um, Film scholars believe the book was the basis of the very first zombie movie. Uh... 1932, White Zombie. White Zombie. White Zombie. Fabulous. Um, the film White Zombie, as the title suggests, was about white rather than African zombies. In the film, a young couple um, are talked into getting married on a Haitian plantation by the owner who's secretly plotting to seduce the bride, that mm. dirty dog. And to that end, he teens up with a local Creole guy um, who is played by Bella Lugosi. Oh! Yeah, who gives him a zombie potion to use on Madeline. Um, Other zombie films would follow, but they'd rarely take place in Haiti or incorporate the words um, origins the way that White Zombie did. So like it was a little more of a nod to like the original concept. But then by the mid 40s, 1943, we start seeing movies like I Walked with a Zombie. Um, 1968, Night of the Living Dead is like a landmark film in the genre. And we start to see zombies start to evolve into what they are now right okay bloodthirsty brains 
parasitic like disease that kind of stuff but that's not what it was before okay so the worst part of this zombie the the worst part the worst part is that um hold on you're gonna have to you're gonna have to edit this play music I can't guarantee that I'm going to be doing any editing in the next 12 hours, so. Oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. Well, you have until Monday. Yeah. Well, I, I'm gone all day tomorrow. Oh, so. got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. <clears throat> okay. I'll do my best. One of the most famous studies of Haitian zombies was an uh, ethnobotanist, Wade Davis. Uh, he published a book in 1985 titled The Serpent in the Rainbow, a Harvard scientist's astonishing journey into the secret societies of Haitian voodoo zombies and magic. The book was highly controversial. Sure. And as it's, they are. yeah, and it sought to discover how zombies were created. And he studied a case of Clairvius Narcisse, who was a man believed to have been turned into an actual zombie through a combination of drugs, including pufferfish venom and toad venom, oh my God. in order to mimic death. And then he was given a hallucinogenic drug, tetrodetoxin, to keep him in a zombie like state. Ooh. Yikes. His research created a huge stir upon publication with other researchers claiming his methodology was unscientific uh, and could not find evidence of the hallucinogens upon testing his samples. And the CDC, among other organizations, have sought to capitalize on the American appetite for all things zombies. And in 2012, the CDC raised some eyebrows when it unveiled a new page on its website Uh devoted to zombie preparedness. It's my favorite. On the page, the director of the Office of Public Preparedness and Response, Dr. Ali Khan, notes, if you are generally well-equipped to deal with a zombie apocalypse, you'll be prepared for a hurricane, pandemic, earthquake, or terrorist attack. So they were trying to, you know, use, like, marketing. Right, right, right. Like, (laughs) create a stir. Just be ready. (coughs) Just be ready. Just be more ready. Yeah. Be more more ready than what you are right now. Right. So... (laughs) Fail to plan, plan to, plan to fail. If listen, <laughs> I can't. I started. Okay, now we all know that I have much to Taylor's chagrin. I have never been a Swifty, not once, not once, not ever. But boy, has Midnight's really set the flavor <sighs> for this season of my life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. The number of times that I have like screamed sang mastermind oh, in my I love car that one. oh geez god it's so good Woo, taylor swift really she really sucked me in we just did a hard dive yeah so hard i'm obsessed yeah yeah i can't escape um okay so here's what's scary about zombies aside yes. from like the cultural okay blah we now we got it we understand zombies is a little bit educational yeah but let's talk about like the real scary shit i Be- can't wait because like the concept of having a parasite or a disease or like a whatever come over and control your body that is a very real thing right that happens in nature and i'm about to tell you uh, about the uh, real zombie I'm terrified threat. are you ready yeah okay number one is cordyceps okay i don't know if you've heard of cordyceps they talk about them a lot on um one of the planet earth okay uh but it is a genus of fungi that has more than 200 species, and mycologists are still counting. Yikes. Many species are dangerous, often because they're toxic to animals, but there's one thing in particular that makes cordyceps especially frightening. These species of fungus target and affect various insects through their spores. After infection takes place, the parasitic fungus takes control of the insect's mind, altering its behavior to make the propagation of fungal spores more likely. They feed on the insects they're attached to, growing into and out of their bodies until the insects die. And one of these species specifically infects, controls, and kills carpenter ants native to North America. When they they infect the carpenter ants, they turn them into zombies. So the ants become compelled to climb to the top of elevated vegetation (sighs) where they remain affixed and die. And the high elevation allows the fungus to grow and have a higher vantage point so it can spread its spores more widely than if it was 
if the ant was on the ground. I don't like that it can think. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't like it. I It freaks me out. It like, freaks really, me out, if too. If I think about it too hard, I get the heaps. Okay, well, great. Because researchers from Pennsylvania <laughs> State uh, found that this species takes control of the ant's muscle fibers and forces them to move as the cordyceps want them to. <laughs> and that a high percentage of all of the cells in the host we're now all fu- like fungal cells. I'm just, that's not, that's not okay. It's not okay. It's not, it's just not okay. Mm-mm. But that's number one. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Cordyceps. They're not great. God forbid that they ever figure out. It's giving the taking by Dean Koontz. Did you ever read that? A uh, long time ago. I was like middle school. There's a scene where it like rains and like the alien come to earth or like whatever that is and uh-huh. like they described the rain like semen and i read that book way too young and it like really messed me up A little hold on wait hold, hold. you're gonna hate this when you edit i'm just gonna skip over it i'm not even gonna listen to <laughs> no, it no you're gonna listen to it absolutely not i'm gonna set it as your ring back tone do you remember when people used to? Do you have a ring back tone? Absolutely. What was your ring back tone? Oh, it was probably like Paramore. I love that. Uh, maybe an Avril. Cute, cute, cute. Probably like um, my happy ending from Avril. I feel wow. like that's probably the emo vibes that I was trying to send out. That sounds spot on for you. I would expect nothing less. Maybe an Evanescence. <sighs> How can you see? <laughs> What was yours? Mine was um, Promiscuous Girl by Nelly ah! Furtado. Oh, my God. Promiscuous Girl. Yeah. I still love that song. Oh, absolutely. That's on, that's on my sex playlist. Oh, my God. You know what? I've actually decided I'm not going to edit this. Episode. No, I think you should. <laughs> Strongly encourage. Strongly encourage. A heavy edit with edit that with a heavy hand. You know how you season like pasta water? Uh-huh. I need you to have that same energy Just in like, editing this episode for me. The cutting room floor. Uh, the b- bare bones, babe. Yeah. Like we we're taking it back to the writers. <laughs> we got to get a commercial break in no. and we are like solid 42 minutes of television here. Use our code GRIMGANG for 20% off your next divorce lawyer. Oh, Can you imagine? That would be a sick. That's a sick discount. That'd be a sick discount. Any divorce lawyers want to sponsor us? Golly. That's a good <laughs> partnership. <sighs> okay. Anywho. All right. So here's something worse. So we're talking about, you know, the zombie ants. Uh-huh. Let me introduce you to zombie spiders. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. Because last year, zoologist Philippe Fernandez Fournier from the University of British Columbia in Vancouver. Oh, why? Up in Vancouver. Up in Vancouver. <laughs> Vancouver, Canada. <laughs> it's called... You turned into a valley girl. I hated it what from happened? me. I, it felt like the devil. You were possessed. <laughs> By, by Malibu Barbie. Zombie Barbie pass. Zombie. Oh God, God, Jesus. Okay. Right. Um, they made a chilling discovery in the Ecuadorian Amazon. Spiders. Spiders. <laughs> oh a previously unknown species of wasp. I have chills. Sorry. It's it. so bad, too. And it's so bad. Okay. Um, a previously unknown species of wasp can manipulate spiders. From the Anelosimus eximus species, I'm so sorry to any scientists who I'm sure listen to us because absolutely because we are of our nothing intelligence if not and highly educated humans. Uh huh. In a high level of you know internal discernment mm-hmm. and elevated conversation, absolutely. Um, to an extent that researchers have never before witnessed in nature ever, not once ever oh witnessed. Oh Um, these spiders are social animals. They prefer to remain in groups, which is horrifying. Never straying too far from their colonies, um, which I'm sure is nightmare fuel. But Fernandez Fournier and his team noticed that members of the species infected with the Zadipoda, which is the wasp larva, mm-hmm. was uh. Uh, displaying some bizarre behavior, leaving their colony to go weave very like tightly spun cocoon like webs in very remote locations. Sick. When researchers opened these artificial cocoons, they found the wasp larva growing inside. Mm. I almost gagged when I said the word larva. It really grossed me out. 
I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do Big with your tongue. No, thank you. <laughs> Further research presented a gruesome string of events that the wasps lay their eggs on the abdomen of the spider. Then the egg hatches and the wasp babies come out and it starts eating the spider, feeding on them and taking control of their body. When the larva has gained full control of its host, it turns it into a zombie-like creature compelled to stray away from its mates and spin those nests that will allow the larva to grow into the adult wasp. Before entering its new cocoon, though, the wasp larva first finishes its job by completely devouring the spider. I'm so sorry. I am horrified. Wasps manipulating the behavior of spiders has been observed before, but never at this complex level. (laughs) Number three is super common, okay? This is like the one that we tangle with the most, right? A virus. Uh A virus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reanimating humans, or at least human-like creatures, uh, like in our girl Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Oh, Mary Shelley! Or H.P. Lovecraft, uh, is a notion that has piqued the interest of many of those in Hollywood throughout the ages. But reviving dead humans may not be on the cards for us just yet. Reviving other organisms is. This can be particularly unsettling when we think that those organisms are, drumroll, viruses, right? Yeah. So in 2014, uh, researchers from the Center National de la Research Scientifique at... (laughs) I, Marcel, Université in France. I wasn't even going to try. In France. In France. The Centre National de la Recherche Scientifique at a whatever in fucking France um, dug out (laughs) a fascinating organism out of the Siberian permafrost, a so-called giant virus that is about 30,000 years old, which they have named Pithovirus Sibiricum. Great. Cute. Giant viruses are called this because although still tiny, they are easily visible under a microscope. But that makes uh but there's something else that makes this stand out. It is a DNA virus that contains a large number of genes. Okay. Up to five hundred. Uh-huh. Which is in stark contrast with other DNA viruses, such as like HIV, right. which only has twelve genes. This one has five hundred. <clears throat> The size of a giant virus, as well as the fact that they contain such a large amount of DNA, makes them particularly dangerous. Bad news. Uh, since they can stick around for an extremely long time, like surviving in the fucking permafrost. Yeah. Among known viruses, giant viruses tend to be very tough, almost impossible to break open. Um, special environments such as deep ocean sediments and permafrost are very good prever- preservers of microbes because they're cold, uh, oxygen-free dark all the things that viruses like uh and when reanimated this virus only infected amoebas which is like great that they're like hey what can we fuck up with this virus that we just found in the dirt right happily not humans or animals yet he and his team warned that there are similar giant viruses buried inside the permafrost that could prove dangerous to humans. Okay. And the virus's adaptability remains unknown to us, like how we saw COVID mm-hmm. variate. Right. And so adapt. many t- and adapt as to, especially with their large amount of DNA. We do not know what these viruses are um, like capable, capable of. of. Oh, God. And they have remained safely contained so far. Uh, global heating and human action could cause them to resurface. Would take one lazy scientist to like n- to to like have it in a lab, mm-hmm. and then like he takes his little white gloves off and just doesn't throw them in the right contamination bin, mm-hmm. and then a mouse. Gets into the lab. This is such an elaborate hypothetical, but I'm here for it. Then what happens? And then, <laughs> and then, and then the ma- mouse rubs itself against this white glove. Yeah. And the glove infects the mouse, and the mouse gets eaten by a cat, and then the cat, I don't know. And some- the hole in the ground, and the green grass grows yeah. all around, all around. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and now we're all dead. And now- and now this is what keeps me up at night, Jenny. This is generalized anxiety disorder manifest. <laughs> if I think hard enough about what could happen, this the is... world will end. Oh, please. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, <laughs> it's not. It's well, but yeah, what are you going to do? Cry? Laugh. Oh, uh-huh, it's funny. 
Uh-huh. Zombie plants is number four. Zombie right. plants. Uh, in 2014, <laughs> researchers uh, in uh, Norwich, UK, found that a certain bacteria known as phytoplasma turns plants into zombies, which feels scarier almost. Yeah. Because plants are all around us. Yeah. Yeah. If my fiddle leaf fig turned into a zombie, the first thing she would do is strangle me. That'd be the very first thing she does. Make it a I beeline just, for I me. keep thinking of like, um, like Venus flytraps. I think they're so fascinating. They're so cool. And if you like had like a zombie plant, I would be like, bloop, you're, you're in a glass container now. I want to watch it. It's, I just want to. It's giving Feed Me Seymour. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> Suddenly Seymour. Oh, Edit that out. The bacteria, um, which insects disseminate onto the plants, such as goldenrods, which have yellow flowers, the infection causes the goldenrods to put out leaf-like extensions instead of their usual blooms. So, like, it manipulates the plant. They grow different. They look weird as hell. Do they? Yeah. You can Google it. They're super strange. The leaf-like growths attract more insects, which allows the bacteria to travel widely and infect more plants. Okay. So while the transformation does not cause the plant to die, researchers are fascinated by how they can bend the plant's will to make it grow the elements they need to thrive and survive. Like, they don't know how it... They look weird, right? Yeah. <clears throat> the insects transmit bacteria. do 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 uh, What am I? Uh, which destroy the life cycle of the plant. So it's not like it kills them. Like, the plants can live, but they can't, like, reproduce because it fucks up their... Whole system. Yeah. Okay. Super weird, right? Yeah. Okay. Number five, actual human real life zombies. This is the last one. But can humans turn into zombies too? In the 1990s, Dr. Siobhan Doyon and Professor Roland Littlewood, I would change my name, decided to investigate whether Haitian zombies reanimated but mindless humans were a real possibility. Mm -hmm. In 1997, the two published a study paper in The Lancet in which they analyzed the cases of three individuals from Haiti whose communities had identified them as zombies. One was a 30-year-old woman who had allegedly quickly died after having fallen ill. Her family recognized her walking about as a zombie three years later. Another was a young man who had died at 18 and reemerged after another 18 years at a cockfight. What an interesting place to just plop out. To just be, well, at a cockfight? (laughs) (laughs) The final case study concerned another woman who had died at 18, but was spotted again as a zombie wandering the streets 13 years later. 13 years? Did she look the same? She had, I don't know. Did she age? I don't know. Taylor. I have questions. What? I'm sorry. It's fine. Um, okay, so they examined the three zombies and found that they had not been victims of an ev- evil spell, as suspected, okay. and said medical reasons explained their zombification, right? Okay. The first zombie had catatonic schizophrenia, which is a rare condition that makes the person act as though they're walking in a stupor. The second person had experienced brain damage from undiagnosed epilepsy. Oh my God. While the third appeared to have nothing more than just like um, a learning disability, like some kind of. Right. And people with chronic schizophrenic illness, brain damage, or learning disabilities are not uncommonly met with wandering in Haiti, and they would uh, be particularly likely to be identified as uh, lacking volition and memory, which are characteristics of a zombie. But there's also a specific psychiatric disorder called Cotard syndrome. Okay. That can cause people to be the zombies that we know them as. Really? Mm-hmm. Ooh. That it, this, is, this is because it is a... Uh, hallucination disorder. Oh, okay. That makes them think that they are under the delusion that they themselves are dead or decomposing. It remains unclear how prevalent the condition is, but research suggests that it's a rare occurrence and documented cases of people with Cotard syndrome are unsettling. One case study <laughs> reports the situation of 53-year-old woman who was complaining that she was dead smelled like rotting flesh, and wanted to be taken to a morgue so that she could be with the dead people. Another one speaks of a 65-year-old man who had developed a belief that his organs, including his brain, had stopped working, and that even the house in which he lived in was slowly but steadily falling apart. 
At some point, the man attempted to take his own life, and researchers report that his suicide note revealed that he wanted to kill himself as he feared spreading a deadly infection to the villagers who uh, resultantly might get cancer. What a terrifying (coughs) mental illness to have. Seriously. There are so many mental illnesses that are super, super scary to me, but that is absolutely, like, next level. And God bless. Big God bless. Oof. God bless. Um, so do cases like this mean that like zombies are real in some way or just like our fascination with the figure of the zombie in folklore and po- popular culture? Do they merely reflect our uneasy relationship with death? Mm. Mm. I'll leave it to you to decide. Wow. That's terrifying. Yeah. All of it is. Cordyceps freak me out. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be a no from me. Uh-huh. Absolutely. No, thank you. Absolutely not. Mm. Pass. What are you going to tell me? I don't remember okay. what you were telling me about either. All right. So I have kind of a, a fun one. Okay. Um, so it's the beginning of spooky season. It's not. When I wrote it's this, the, it was the beginning. literal it's the end, end of, of spooky season. Do you, but do you know what we're in the thick of? Scorpio season, baby. Oh, fun. <laughs> Main character energy. Mate, listen, I have never felt better or more alive in my life. I'm happy for you. Thanks. Uh, it's not true. <laughs> fake it till you make it. Uh, okay. The chill has started settling in and the days are getting shorter. You're all cozied up in bed and maybe you've got a movie playing as you drift off to sleep or maybe it's just the sound of the wind howling outside. You're drifting off to sleep and your mind wanders off as your body slowly descends into sleep. Suddenly... There's a weight on your chest that gets heavier and heavier with every breath. You feel a tightness in your body, and you realize you're struggling to move your limbs. Panic seizes you as you finally open your eyes. There shouldn't be anything there. It was just a dream, after all. But you know you see the pair of eyes looking down at you. It's Elon Musk. Oh, shut (laughs) up. Uh, you know what you feel on your chest is the demon of dreams. Ooh, it is Elon Musk. It is the Elon Musk. A musky. Ew. Uh, this demon is a small creature from Germanic folklore, and mm. he is called the Alp. The Alp? The Alp. Which is derived from the English word Alp. Cute. The Alp is a strange mixture between vampire, incubus, and shapeshifter. Ooh. Yeah. In most depictions, the Alp is about two to three feet tall. So picture, like, Dobby the house elf, I guess. Oh, cute! Yeah, like, maybe more creature. An incubus? Doesn't seem to have a lot of sex appeal. For the demon of dreams, I would expect something a little, you know, like, like a little broad-shouldered, like, uh, you know. (laughs) We're looking for Angel from Buffy to, like, show up. (laughs) I'm looking for some like f like five o'clock shadow, uh-huh. not Dobby the elf, but it's fine. It is what it is. Okay, we'll live. Um, I'm. I feel like you're not supposed to want this creature around. Where... What's well, an incubus? Aren't they supposed to be sexy? Are they? I mean, it's a they're sexual. But that doesn't mean they're sexy. Now that is so fair. You're right. That was eye opening. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that was eye opening. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. Keep going. Um, it wears okay. So what? Sh- a shape-shifting incubus demon of dreams. Yes. Wears a cute little hat. No. <laughs> it just gets less hot by the second. Absolutely. A cute little hat. Yeah, so it makes him look really comical, but he's not fu- he's not supposed to be funny. People are very terrified of him, but like the whole time I was doing my research, I was like, "Paul, sweetie, good old little Dobby with his little hat." What's his hat look like? Is it like a cowboy hat? Is it like It's like a little red elf hat. Like a beanie. Yeah. He's a skater boy. <laughs> he's a skater boy. Yeah, absolutely. He said you'll sleep later, boy. <laughs> I can't. Uh, the hat is called a tarn cap. And yep. this is where he gets his powers. So he oh my holds God, a magic all of his magical powers in his head. Oh, I love him. The Alp is typically a male creature, and his victims are normally female, but not always. He okay. can swing both ways. All right, my man. He's an open-minded Ooh, elf. Oh, I love him. It attacks during the night when the victim is fast asleep. It'll crawl on top of the victim and sit directly on her or his mm-hmm. chest. Okay. Uh, he becomes heavier and heavier until the crushing weight like wait wakes the dreamer oh that's not it Ooh, i don't want to feel that way (laughs) 
Just to be so honest. (laughs) Uh, While they sit on her chest, they can control the dreams of their victim and cause them to have terrible nightmares. Ooh. Many scholars believe that the ALP was an early explanation for sleep paralysis, sleep apnea, and night terrors. The OG sleep paralysis demon. OM, okay. So the ALP is often associated with vampires as they come into the room of a sleeping woman at night. And uh, they do occasionally drink blood. Okay. Just just once in a blue ski? Yeah, just in the... So normally when they're drinking blood, Mm -hmm. it is normally um, from the nipples of men. So hot. Ew. (laughs) Ew. Are you not down with the blood play? I'm not here to yuck anybody's yum. Yeah, but the blood. I guess the uh, blood play and also men's nipples don't do anything for me. So I'm out on the whole thing. Well, they just sound like a match made in heaven, babe. <laughs> Big yuck. Okay. Uh, they prefer the taste of woman's breast milk. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh my god! Oh no, I forgot. <laughs> Please. Oh no, <laughs> Jenny had this reaction the last time we recorded this too, and I forgot. Okay, keep going. Hold on, just go slow though. Okay. I can't. Ah! It's gonna make me. Taylor, it's gonna make me throw up. I can't. There is nothing funnier to me than when Jenny has to throw up. Or a gag about something. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about it. Oh. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep going. It's oh, <laughs> so bad. Oh my god. I'm so sorry. We can do blood, no problem. Men's nipple blood? Fine. I can't talk about breast milk. Sorry, I know. And I listen before people like send me mean messages. It is such a beautiful and wonderful thing for like a mother (laughs) and her child. And I know it's so natural. Nothing to do with it. Oh, ew. (laughs) I think it's just because it's milk. (laughs) You're so lactose intolerant. (laughs) I literally want to die right now. Jesus. Okay, keep going. Oh, God. Okay. I'm shaking. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. All right. Um, sorry. I lost my place. Okay. <laughs> that was it. Breast milk. Um, okay. <laughs> that was it. Okay. Uh, some sources say that um, sexual assault is rare for an alp, but others attest that it happens. It's just in an odd way. What does that mean? So the alp will enter their victim through their mouth. Huh. What? As like a <laughs> snake or a mist. Okay. I don't... No, thank you. Listen, sexual assault on any level is a no thank you? Nope. No. But Especially also, not as a snake in the mouth. Yeah. Or a fog. You know? Yeah. Um, mystical sexual assault. Not the one. Regular sexual assault. Not the one. No. Uh, the elk will enter their victim through the mouth as either a snake or a mist. It also uses a long tongue mm. for the same function, for it is suggested the elk feeds on dreams. So, like, what? It'll French you to death? Yeah. Hot. <laughs> I'm back to hot. <laughs> we we We're off right. very quickly. <laughs> man, man this elk just has, has me all kinds of up my feelings. <laughs> I'm not sure if we're going to gag about it or, or gag about it. I don't Oh, God. All right. In most cases, um, the Alp is considered a demon, but occasionally it is created from spirits of recently dead relatives and is more ghost-like. So your recently dead relatives are coming back and sexually assaulting you by French kissing your throat to eat your dreams? Yes. That sounds very German. I, if you didn't tell me... <laughs> You'd be like German. I'd be like, this is absolutely German. Right. Um... Also, children may become an alp if a woman bites a horse collar to ease the pain during an extremely long childbirth. What? <laughs> like, what's a horse collar? I, th- it is it like the bridle? 
Like the goes in the horse's mouth. What's a bridle bait? Okay, so like when you put a um, I want to call it a leash, and that's not right. The reins on a horse. Yeah. There's a metal piece that goes in their mouth. Like a chomper. Yeah. For them to chomp on. Yeah. Okay. So I think that the chomper is it. Oh, okay. And what is that? A bridle? I think it's called a bridle. A bridle. Is the chomper? Or a horse collar. Hold okay. On. Actually, you know what? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna you get keep into going. It. I'm gonna look into <clears throat> horse collars. Yeah, you look into it. All right. Uh, da, 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 da. A woman who is pregnant is frightened by an animal. The child may be born an alp. Hmm. Stillborn infants are also suspected to return from the grave as an alp and torment their family. Holy shit. People who have eyebrows that meet in the middle are suspected to be alp. <laughs> Unibrow. Unibrow? Yeah. Alp. Okay, it's giving Frida Kahlo. I like it. We love it. Um, here's a horse collar. It is uh, part of a horse harness that is used to distribute the load around a horse's neck, uh, often when pulling a wagon or a plow, and it is not the chompy bit that we oh, thought that okay. it was. But we would bite that during childbirth. Interesting. Cute. Fascinating. Okay. So, <clears throat> Alps also exhibit an elf-like tendency for mischief, mm. <clears throat> like souring milk and <laughs> re-diapering a baby. That seems helpful. So a maid must sign a cross on the diaper or the alp will put the soiled diaper back on it. Oh, that's the opposite. <laughs> yeah. They also enjoy tangling hair into elf knots in the night. <laughs> oh, that's why you wake up with knotted hair. No way. Yeah. Well, if you would sleep with your hair in a protective style, that wouldn't happen. That doesn't happen to you. Um, or uh, chewing and twisting horses' tails. Chewing. Chewing. He it's likes like, to nop, nop, nop. He's a, he's a chomper man, this guy. Yeah, he yeah. likes to use his mouth. A lot. And, mm, oh, sorry. Um, anywho, they <laughs> will ride a horse to exhaustion during the night and may sometimes crush small farm animals to death during a pressing attack. Oh. Alps are also similarly blamed for minor illnesses and milking their cows dry, as Alps enjoy the taste of cow's milk as well. Ugh. <clears throat> Ugh. He really grosses me out sometimes. <laughs> Just he loves milk. It's like I like him a lot, but he does drink a lot of milk for my taste. Yeah. Um, so as with the case of werewolves, sometimes a normal human or animal may become an alp during, an, during the night. Mm -hmm. They are typically unaware of their nocturnal activities and are invariably in disguise while doing so. Finding an alp, while it is not active, simply requires injuring it or otherwise make, uh, marking it during one of its attacks and seeking it out um seeking out the being with a similar mark during the day oh got it got it got it um so Swan this, princess type shit yes yeah. absolutely uh the person can then be cured if it is found out who sent them the curse or how they became cursed to begin with mm. witchcraft is often the prime suspect yeah germans as it normally is the Alp is known for its whack shape-shifting abilities, and <laughs> this thing can turn itself into a cat, a pig, dog, snake, or even a small white butterfly. Cute! Yeah. I wonder if it's all that milk. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Uh, some say it can fly like a bird, and is, it can also ride a horse. Wow. But no matter what form the Alp takes, you'll always be able to see its hat. So think a little small white butterfly. It's a little tiny hat on oh, it. Oh, it's precious. So cute. I love him. Uh, the elf who loses his hat will offer a reward for its safe return. Mm. The elf also possesses an evil eye whose gaze will inflict illness and misfortune. But if you are able to take uh, it away from the elf, it'll remove its malicious intentions. So you just get like a pet elf at that point, I guess. Like cute. just like a, like cute a little companion. Oh my god, I love that. Because he's not, like, trying to... You know, if I had, like, a helping hand in making my mischief, I would have so much more time in the day to, like, get accomplished. Like, get work accomplished. Absolutely. If I wasn't so busy. Creating mischief. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Um. So what a fun little snuggly nightmare demon. I love him. Cute. So how does one protect themselves against such a creature? How does one call him in? <laughs> they They didn't leave instructions for that. Wow. Unfortunately. Weak. Okay, go on. Uh, well, you can sleep with a broomstick under your pillow. Okay. Comfy. You, yeah. You can hang iron horseshoes from your bedpost. Absolutely. It's yep. an aesthetic. Classic. You could place shoes with the toes pointing toward the door or sleep with a mirror on your chest. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Comfortable. Okay. 
of course, crosses are always good protection against demons. Sure. You can also plug up any holes, like keyholes. And that will keep an alp at bay. Yeah. A nightlight will also deter an alp from visiting you at night. Kiki. If you find an alp during the day, you can immobilize it by shoving a lemon in its mouth. <laughs> Just like you can petrify it. It's like when you, like, uh, punch a shark in the nose. Yeah. It just, like, power off. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, cute. I like it. Vanquished. (laughs) Uh, If you happen to wake up and find an alp in your room, you can simply ask him to come back in the morning for coffee, and he'll scuttle away. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah, you know, no (laughs) no one wants, like, the breakfast date after, right? Right. He's like, oh, you know, actually, I got work in the morning, and I have a report due, and I got it. Sorry, I'm sorry, babe. Uh, Doing the walk of shame. My Uber's already here. I gotta go. Doing the walk of shame. Uh, He will come back in the morning, though. Cute. Either in his true form or else in the form of a human with a unibrow to receive his gifts. The creature can be convinced to leave the victim alone at this time, but the elf will beg pitifully and at length not to be turned away. Hmm. Unfortunately, it is nearly impossible to kill an alp, and after being turned away, it will return years later in an even worse mood. Ooh, gross. And that's the alp. I, I like him a lot. <laughs> I do like him a lot. You know, he has some, like, um, unnerving characteristics. Yeah, he's, he's got a lot of facets to his personality. He's just a dynamic creature yes absolutely a lot going on he yeah cannot be pinned down he doesn't like to be put in any boxes you know how i love things like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so um what's your bright and shiny oh my god Ooh, it's been a long time since i've had to like practice my gratitudes <laughs> sitting here and doing this oh it's really nice There's been a lot of um, unexpected, like, blessings mm-hmm. in an otherwise fucking tumultuous. Tumultuous times. Tumultuous times, as usual. Um, but it's really nice when, like, universe or God or whatever, when those, like, bright, when those, like, moments happen. And I've been having a lot of those. Good. So. Moments of joy. Moments of joy. I saw the most beautiful sunset. The other day, that was, like, a huge bright and shiny. Love that. Spotify shuffled, like, four of my favorite songs in a row. Like, so, like, small. You know, the yeah. small joy yeah. helps. So, small joys. Amazing. Looking forward for more. Yeah. Just keep looking for them, and they'll keep showing up. Yep. Yep. Well, I have, cha- I have changed my whole philosophy oh, okay. on this. I just talked about this in therapy with oh, Kevin, yeah. where I was like, okay, I spend so much of my effort like trying to create moments of joy for me. I'm going to set yeah. this time aside to go do this. I'm going to do this. I, this is what I'm going to do. Here's my plan. Yeah. And I over manipulate my happiness. So like when it is there, yeah. I don't. Appre- so I am no longer trying to be happy. Okay. That's not We're my just, thing. just like letting it happen. I'm when... It is time for me to be happy, and when there's, like, happiness around, like, I will then feel the happiness, but I'm not... Forcing it. I'm not forcing it to happen. Okay. I'm just, you know, what is meant for you will find you. Absolutely. What's your bright and shiny? Oh, gosh. Um, my bright and shiny is... Uh, so, when... We moved. I got two of my cats. I got Piper and Happy. Mm-hmm. And they are both healthy and happy little bugs. Mm-hmm. And they love their Aunt Brittany. Mm-hmm. And so they are just very happy right now and healthy. And that is my bright and shiny. Okay. I love that. Let me ask you this. Yeah. <clears throat> is this our last bright and shiny? I don't know. We haven't discussed it. We haven't discussed it. We'll leave it up in the air for now. Listen, they're gonna like murder us. Well, but I also, I also don't know. I can't give a good answer. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. We've we've toyed with the idea of doing like a one a month or a one a month kind of situation, uh, which I think would be really doable. Um, it would be doable during like these slower seasons. But like, yeah. here's the thing. It is a good thing that we like stopped when we did Absolutely. because my schedule got so not even like personal life aside, like 
got crazy, absolutely unmanageable. Yeah. So. And then, I mean, we both went through so much change. Like, literally, we ended the podcast in April. Mm -hmm. I changed my entire life in May. Yep. And then I did the same in In October. September, September, October. October. Yeah. I mean, it has been a whirlwind of just never-ending change. Yeah. Reestablishing. I feel like we have returned mm-hmm. to like a new solid Neutral. foundation. Yeah. I don't that it was ambitious. We're yes. speaking that into existence, yeah. but we have like landed. Things I feel like things have landed. Yeah. So, maybe. Maybe. Don't count us out. Don't count us in. Don't count don't call it a comeback. Don't, it's not. <laughs> don't call it a comeback. <laughs> but you know, like maybe just keep your eyes out on stuff and um be kind to yourself and to others Goodbye. Goodbye.